my spidey senses tingling. Hello. Children love Slim Henson. (laughs) (laughs) Paper Keg Podcast, the podcast that started an internet revolution. All right. Yeah. I like that. I, I could agree with that. Yeah. Of course we would. Because we're on it. Mm-hmm. And we started it. Started it all. Papercake.com. Uh, this is the podcast flagship where we talk about internet news for comics. Uh, we talk about the books we're reading. Yep. Yeah. We do a book club this week Return of the Dapper Men. Con- yeah. Controversy. I read it. Oh, okay. Same thing. Stormwatch. <laughs> I think we might demand it. It's dead. <laughs> um, you and, killed it. And we read, a, that was we, read, we read your letters, yep. your real people letters, to close out the show. Uh, guys, this is this is a big show today. Really big show. This week. Is that how you say it? Really we celebrate. Show? What are we celebrating? 25th anniversary show. 25 episodes. Can you believe that? Since we started. Wow. It seems like just yesterday. It is. It Time feels like is it. definitely flying. Uh, that deep voice you heard, uh, he was once known as the DC historian, um, Mark Farrington. Ooh, not even by my Twitter handle anymore, just a full name? <laughs> you don't even use that thing, let's be honest. <laughs> Good to be on the show, and it's been a happy 25 with you all. Every time you Twitter me, I have to swipe to see what you're replying to. Right. And hopefully it's not so old that Twitter deleted the tweet <laughs> and that it can't search. Funny thing about uh, at Farrington says uh, his mom schooled him on the DCU earlier. Yeah, she oh, was in stately math manner. Yeah, and she came down and said, "I don't want to hear about your crabby comics." Back in my day, that was real comics. She dropped a Gwen and Stacy then she hit reference. him. And she hit she him. She did. It's been a rough it week. Was, uh, it was worth it to watch and see. It was interesting. Mom schooled me on comics. Girlfriend almost broke up with me because I wore mandals and socks. Let's knock it. That's a different podcast. Did you say schooled? Schooled. Moving on. Jonesy loves beer. He is one of the most emotional people I've ever (laughs) met. Um, He might be some kind of sick person with his emotions, but he is a writer. I'm unbound. Are writers emotional, though? They are. I They're like the be. equivalent of the Sandman covers. Oh, God, those things are awful. Artistic. Um, Jonesy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Slim. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for that. Appreciate <laughs> it. Fear. Um, my white guy voice. We have one more host. Uh, the ladies love him. Ladies love underscore A. That's what they say in rap songs. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, underscores A. He's probably the most controversial host in the history of this show. Dale underscore A from the depths of New Jersey. Yeah, if you look on a map, I'm south as you can be in New Jersey. Central, south, New Jersey. None of that Cape May crap, but I mean, I'm down there. I didn't even know they they listed stuff on the map for that deep down. It's like wildlife maps and and things, like hiking maps. There's that one pizza joint. Yeah, they got the run. And uh, the fake ponies. I think they should just eradicate all of New Jersey, let's be honest. Mrs. Whitehead has the fake ponies. We have probably the biggest show in the history of podcasts today. 25 episodes. What? Yeah. 
So we're gonna we're gonna celebrate each other. You know, we All had right. a circle massage earlier just to get everyone in the mood. It worked. It's relaxing. It was relaxing, kind of strange. I we all were we were all wearing mandals and high socks to celebrate Mark's look. You guys handled my girth quite well. Oh my word, that was impressive. <laughs> no, no, you know, I was trying to teeter the girth a line. Of those tube socks you got to put on <laughs> you those. Just, you just <laughs> don't get it, do you? I said girth. I didn't go into. Uh, so this is the twenty fifth episode. We're gonna celebrate, you know, our pastime as nerds. Maybe what you know, what our favorite comic properties were growing up. What we think about the most. We get a look back at maybe some favorite paper keg memories. Mm-hmm. If, if we, we have any. If uh, I, I have think too. I think all show if somebody just thinks of something, they just like bring it up, you know, interrupt like you know, just like hey, Take guys, us out of the show to talk about the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like right. yeah, but just real quick, you guys remember that and then we go back to talking. Right. And we're all welcome to do that. We'll uh we'll look back, you know, in the, the long history of the show and and recall our favorite book club. Whatever yeah. that may be, I have I have um, I have two, but I have to decide. Before I'm we gonna... start with the oh, oh no go, no oh, go ahead you're interrupting the table. I was oh. staring at your feet on the coffee table. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I That's traded in the mandals. Reminisce. Before we get into the favorite book club, though, I can't wait to hear everybody's favorite memory. Oops. Memory. I didn't know we we're doing the memory of the show. I didn't. Captain set list over oh, there. Yeah. Well, you guys we can't were making bail now. Go ahead. You, you start. were making fun of me off panel. <laughs> for not knowing, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're gonna put me can on I the front just put, Can I just put this out of here? Mark has a BlackBerry, which for the longest time was perceived as the email client phone. Like people that use email had Blackberries. Businessmen, you know, yeah. people who wore polo shirts tucked into their khakis. Important people, lawyers with those little pouches on their belts. I feel an insult coming. Keep going. Judges, um, presidents. I will go on record as saying Mark is probably the worst person to ever email in the history of internet. He's got no, he's got no reason to ever use email because he misuses it. I use people hanging. I mean, we could use like a series of tubes and birds squawking to convey communication with Mark, and it would work better for all of you at home. We have our little weekly email chains to communicate about show and catch up on life. I tend to catch up towards the latter half. I jump in. At least you admit it. Catch up. And then by the time the conversation's over and dead with, I'll come in with a zinger that would have been better 12 hours prior. Early in the email chain for the show, Mark suggested the set list. And I was like, wowed. Like, wow, Mark just threw out the set list for this show. And right before the show, he he didn't even realize we were were doing one of the the points that he suggested. (laughs) So this is our lives 25 episodes in. Please sympathize with us. And yet they keep inviting me back. Well, you have a nice basement. Thank you. Whose story? Whose favorite we, uh, memory first? Yeah, who should we start yeah. with? You're up first. I'm uh, up first. ABM? Cool. Or equal opportunity here. Man, we never did do that Farrington Sounder, did we? No. <laughs> Maybe for episode 50. I could sing it right now for it. No, it's not. All right. It's not. All right. Okay. We don't have time. Mark, favorite memory? Maybe growing up? You know, do you have one? What's, what, what's something you, you look back on? Animated show? Video game? Mm. Is that what we're doing? I thought that's what we're doing. No, I was about to paper do... keg memory. <clears throat> oh, slim. Uh, who cares? We should just start over. This new is... new listeners don't want to hear what our favorite memory of the show is. I don't think. Fine, forget it. Just, you know, let's hear. It. All right, let's hear it, Mark. Well, then it happened uh, off panel, but we talked about it on an episode. It was when we created the Flash drinking game, mm-hmm. watching yeah. the '90s television series The Flash, 
and creating some rules to drink to. Yeah, we got pretty hammered that day. Oh, McElhenley had to get airlifted from my house. <laughs> Further proof that Paper Keg supports the designated driving system. Yeah, hey, we absolutely had to. Whoa. If you Google Flash TV drinking game, we're the number one result. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, as it should be. If you haven't picked the series up on Amazon for like, I think it's, they give you 40 cents if you get it off of Amazon and then play the drinking game. It's quite... Hilarious. So next rainy day, next snowy day that we get. when it was not paper keg then, though, so it's lost. Metagaming. Jensie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite memory? I do, and it actually was a show I wasn't a part of. The first time you guys played the underscore A sounder, mm-hmm. I listened at home. Uh, Slim hit the button, I think, by accident after Dale was talking. <laughs> And there was about 10 seconds. It was almost like a gasp of air because you couldn't stop laughing. It was timed flawlessly, if memory serves. It's almost as if Slim knew what Dale was going to say oh, yeah. just to nail that underscore. I don't recall doing it on accident. I think that was perfect Yeah, uh, in my execution. I was so flabbergasted. I did not expect. I just didn't know what to expect. I knew there were sounders made. But the, to hear that sounder, man, it was, that was just Magic. gold. Gold. It's when you knew you made it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. When he did become, finally, an internet celebrity, I think. Yeah, I think that's when I was official. Dale, did you have any uh, fond memories? I think a memory of the, not on the air again, but it was when we all decided to go to our uh, Comic-Con and take paper keg public. That was Mm -hmm. It was the best, worst experience ever. (laughs) Uh, We got to... Got to drink in with some uh, friends of the show afterwards. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were into it. And we have, I mean, we're ready to do another one as soon as the other one comes around. But yeah. that was, a, I think that was when we really got a sense that, I mean, this thing was legit and it could. We just, had a banner. Yeah. 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 Where is that banner? Is that in your basement? Yeah. It's is ready, that flooded? Is it ruined? Be, no, that, that was saved. That was elevated. One of the God. few it's things. It's like a decent proposal. It just rolls around on the bed with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with our stickers instead of cash. <laughs> right. We paid cash for them, though, and, and nobody took one. Thanks, uh, Ramada. Yeah, they Tom. really they really uh, put us up there. Yeah, they took care of us. We met a lot of people that day who never used the internet. Never heard of a podcast. It's probably one of the worst. You stole $3 from me that day. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then you, yeah. and then you bought him an action figure yeah. <laughs> as a token of love. And we gave it like a signed <laughs> Carlos Pacheco poster to like a crackhead potentially <laughs> allegedly <laughs> promised us his iPhone was in his car and he was going to review us on iTunes as soon as he got out there he hightailed that thing and tried to sell that poster at the next pawn shop that's when we also got to meet to the local owners of the comic shop Dale's LCS and they were kind enough to track down a copy of Kingdom Come number one for me yeah, yeah people just great. do nice things for you all the time don't so it happens when you're a nice guy yeah okay all right allegedly Slim your your favorite memory I Slim? Uh, don't know um, because it wasn't on the set. List. It wasn't on the set list. I was not prepared. This was just thrown at me because I pay attention to my emails. <laughs> so you can improv. I can improv. You know, I would probably say uh, favorite memory first show. Yeah, uh, when we uh, started, we, we started it all, man. You know, four amigos uh, coming together after. It was like. It was like the reunion to a great quick run of, you know, something that the, the comics podcast, for those who don't know, was a previous podcast that all of us were involved in at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, unfortunately, I don't think Mark and I were ever on the same show together, but uh, I had my son and Mark 
started filling in and then you know we kind of broke apart with life but you know yeah. as friends we came together with something real it felt so much realer the second time around with paper keg yeah Absolutely. and here we are right. 25 episodes later that three month uh gap between the comics podcast and paper keg i'm gonna say it there was a little bit of a hole in my life mm-hmm. took a lot of planning you know to put this together didn't happen in, uh overnight a lot of commitment you know Absolutely. A lot of uh, emails left unread and <laughs> unresponded to. <laughs> the uh, other section we wanted to get into would be favorite comic properties. That Growing are not up, comics. Right? Right, that aren't comics. What, whatever so. it may be. Memorabilia. Memorabilia. Jonesy, I know you very well. Yeah. What do you think it's going to be? I am going to guess one of which would be Batman Beyond. Ooh, that would, that's my number two pick. Um, number one, hmm. mm-hmm. Batman the Animated Series. Ooh, I, I, that's a number three. Right. Well, no, I would number one. Uh, and as soon as we talked about this on the email thread that Mark did originate, uh, instantly it popped in my head: Spider Man and the X Men Arcades Revenge. Oh, oh you guys remember that? Great game. Many guys... many hours of falling oh, into a pit as Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> Or getting hit by that damn ball from Gambit. Oh, terrible. And I, I tell you what, the only game where they let you play as Wolverine but don't let you take his claws out. <laughs> so, stu- <laughs> so stupid. That's just, oh, uh, man. That was one of, so... I used to... I, I remember putting the cart in and not being able to complete Spider-Man's level but just swinging on the webs for hours <laughs> at a time. Like, that was just such a great game. And it, the story, I, I couldn't even tell you what the story is, except that Arcade was in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think there was a cutscene where the X-Men were playing baseball. Oh, like, Claremontian days. Get out of here. Uh, but no, that's that's one of my fondest childhood memories of a comic property. Wow. Do you comic. remember, not the, f- the first X-Men game was great for Sega. Oh, the yeah. side-scroller. But do you yeah. remember the second one? What was the subtitle? Was Clone. Uh, Clone Wars? Clone Wars or Maybe? Clone. Clone something or other. Um, but that one had Magneto, and then if you, I think there was a code for you to unlock Magneto, and you could be him. Oh, I man. do vaguely recall Yeah, that. that one had, oh god, those games. Do you remember the first Genesis game where you would get to, like, level four, and you basically had to reset your Sega Genesis? I After remember- you beat the fourth level in the game, X's and O's would come across the screen. And I thought I had a faulty game case. Made my mom take it back for me and get another one. She you got ready. Great. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It was the same game. I was pissed. Got to the same level. X's and O's filled the screen. I take it back and I say, I keep getting X's and O's. Guy behind the counter goes, yeah, it's part of the game. You just hit the reset button on the Genesis. <laughs> Floored me. Sounds not yeah, like There was no Google back then. There was no Google. That guy was Google. It's probably his last name. Jim Google? They, they called him Joey Google. <laughs> Joey Googs. <laughs> Probably still working there. Hey, Joey Googs. Uh, let me jump in on the subject of video games. This is one that I thought Jonesy was going to say, but he didn't. Um, arguably one of the greatest games of all time. X2 Wolverine's Revenge. I love that game. Great game. With Mark wow. Hamill's Wolverine. Uh-huh. And oh, you, you, man. You, go, you can unlock the costumes during the game. Yep. He's wearing you know the, the biker <laughs> outfit. This is the... You, that I think I think you start the game wearing the biker outfit, but not the movie version outfit. No, the one with the um, you start with the, the new the, the new, new X Men. Yeah, yeah, new yeah. X Men run. Such a great game that was. Yeah, remember the level where they do the uh, fastball special? 
Mm. Well, you got your <laughs> run into Colossus. The jailbreak scene. The, the Weapon X stuff. Oh, God. And you, oh, it's so good. Did they ever do the sequel? Because the last cut scene ended on a cliffhanger. He's lying in bed, and he remembers Omega Red. His eyes pop up, and then the credits rolls. I don't think I don't so. I remember now. I, that's arguably up there with... Um, X-Men Origins Wolverine, that was a great game too. Yeah, that made a comeback. X2 Wolverine's Revenge was probably was probably the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was amazing. Dale? Dale? Um, if stick to the video game motif, um, a ton of time that I sunk into was Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the first one. Oh yeah. Uh, for Xbox. I never got into those. Oh man. Yeah, that was I just I never got into it. By myself, it just te- it seemed too tedious and too long. But Xbox Live like changed all that, man. Hank playing with some uh, the same buddies all the time, just getting in there, or if they were over and uh, playing co-op on the uh, same screen. I just spent so much time on that game, leveling everybody up and stuff. I mean, the graphics were, you know, obviously a little bit to be desired. Tony now, Daniel esque. Yes. <laughs> right. Work there, you know what? Uh, Ultimate Alliance number one. You know, I thought was the most useless ca- or useful character, which is their exact opposite in the real Marvel universe. Thor, well, incredibly yeah. useful character, no yeah. place in Marvel universe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Did anyone yeah. ever play the Children of the Atom? Like, uh, I have game? it on Sega Dreamcast. No, on Sega Saturn. Wow, Saturn. Do you have your Saturn here? Yes, I do. Jesus. I think it's holding the door open somewhere upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I loved uh, the Sega Dreamcast when I had it. I was in college. Oh, yeah. I got Dreamcast it cheap. Was... Yeah, remember when they went cheap that one Christmas and you got the three free games? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, tr- mm. I, I think I traded in my PlayStation for that. Remember you could multiplayer game over a 56K modem? How was that even possible yeah. back then? I don't even that understand. Was, I mean, they... nobody was the inter- on the internet back then. God. Yeah. And I remember so thinking, advanced. Yeah. I remember thinking, uh, it couldn't get any better than this. The graphics, graphics playing were, over the internet. I think the graphics. I don't think. I think they hold up on the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast mm-hmm. was like in between. Um, not maybe not PS3, but PS2 and PS1. Yes. Like way right ahead of them. Yeah. And I don't know. Some of the graphics on that. They. I think it did pretty well. I think it holds up. Control was kind of re-releasing funky. some of those games on either PlayStation or Xbox Live. Probably yeah, Xbox Live. Scar- Skies of Arcadia was like their flagship title. Code Veronica, aren't they doing that? Virtua for Tennis. Virtua Tennis, that was a great game. Man, we could talk all night about this. <laughs> another uh, another comic memorabilia. Um, when I got back into comics, o two o three something like that, uh, I I bought a Wizard magazine at my LCS. And uh, I saw an advertisement for this uh, company, All Animation, and they were selling these huge, like twenty-five by whatever uh, prints of the of Jim Lee's Batman from Hush. Oh, oh man! Nice. They had layaway. What? Oh <laughs> layaway. man! I, I remember that. I bought three of those suckers, and I have three Jim Lees. All framed and beautiful. You have those up in your walking room in your house, right? Aren't they uh, just like sitting there waiting for magic to happen? Yeah, actually, yeah, they, they are night, still Batman in. Comes out of the frame and fights. They're still injustice. in the uh, moving boxes because right. I haven't hung them up yet in my basement. But uh, I, I mean, I just that's when I fell for comics. I think because I, I just don't know. I felt like a classy MF. You still classy are. MFer, mm-hmm. you know, with my uh, art. Right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
That was a that's a good time. The uh, let's let's switch it up. Oh wait, I didn't get to do my video game. Who cares? I do. See, so I'm throwing <laughs> it out <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I do. Maximum Carnage, Spider-Man and Venom. I wasted a lot of time mm. on that with the soundtrack by Green Jelly, One Hit Wonder. That's right. Band from the '90s. And I remember Did you the, just Google that. I used to rock their. No, I actually remember the logo. It was um, pretty much your basic fighting. They did a lot of walking. It was, mm-hmm. but you could swing with it. You got to be Venom. You got to use, you got to call in your allies like Cloak Dagger, yeah, Captain America. I thought, uh, I thought it was, it blew my mind that you could be Venom in that game. Oh yeah. yeah. That was yeah. the big selling point, I think. And then all the cutscenes had panels digitized into yeah. the actual story. It oh, was the good. cartridge was red. Remember that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good game. I'm going to throw it out there. In terms of superheroes, Spider-Man has the best video game franchise. I disagree. Batman. Batman Arkham Asylum changed the game. Yeah. That but trumps. That's only one title. Spider-Man's had many Harrison, good titles. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> David's not wikiing my er- entries, my erroneous entries. Anyway, moving Gen- on. Jonesy has, has claimed an entire franchise as the greatest based on one game. <laughs> And uh, there was also a uh, Cold Vengeance. What is that? that? Based on the animated series, it was pretty good. Was it? Or Dark you just Vengeance, or was it called Sub Zero? It was Dark Vengeance. No, Batman Dark Vengeance. It was I think, good. I think I remember that. Wasn't there? Wasn't that's the, the name logo? of every Batman miniseries? Comic it was era. in the style of Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. Yeah, yeah which and it is had what the I like animated about it. universe. Dark Vengeance. I don't know. Say, come on now. Um, come on, Spider Man's better. The, the Batman Returns game for the Super Nintendo. What Do I have the, to list all the good Spider-Man games? What was the know. Sunspot one with the cover was the Joker and his eyes were the Batman logo? Do you remember that one? No. Was that the arcade game? I don't remember. I just remember the cover. He used to see it all the time in the video store. That's going to bug me now. Someone Google that real quick and uh, let us know. Please do. Um, cartoons? Cartoons. One that will surprise you. Superman. You know what? DCAU, Bruce Tim Pauldini. I have a very fond memory of what that premiered in primetime. That's yes, what I wrote did. in my notes. And and that's yes, what, what, what my, I loved. My dad made sure that he and I sat down and watched it together. That, that's a very wow. fond memory for my dad. It childhood. was like a movie. It was like a yeah. two-hour movie, And he I think? came and got me because hmm. I didn't even know it was on. It was back for the internet. No buzz, no Twitter to let me know what was happening. Right. It was on and the, then, uh, the it, WB or the C. It was WB? the WB because they had the frog, and it was the first three episodes, The Last Son of Krypton. I remember that. I just moved to Philly and hadn't met you guys, obviously, and I was watching right down here. Yeah, the the primetime premiere was what freaked me out. Like a like a cartoon that I watched Saturday mornings was going to be premiering at like 8 o'clock. I think X-Men did that, too. Yeah. It did. With the Night of the Sentinels, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what else premiered in primetime? And I remember this. It was on Super Bowl Sunday of... 98, junior year of high school, Batman Beyond. The hmm. first two episodes yeah. uh, had a primetime that, release. That Rebirth 1 or 2 is probably the best uh, executed oh, launch of so a DC good. animated series. Do you have the DVDs on that? I do. You want them? You can borrow I them. wish it was on Netflix. Yeah. I hate, hate getting DVDs. Ugh. I'll lend it to you. Can you rip them for me and just like drop off? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just really don't want DVDs. Okay. <laughs> You'll have to send me the instructions. I don't <laughs> do it. Forget it. Where's uh, mine over there? Uh, just you know take what? 
Uh, I'll jump in ahead of Dale. Sorry, Dale. About it. I'll, I Just will say around. Batman the Animated Series. In the same vein, the episode where Joker inherits the casino premiered it, was part of the uh, animation domination on Fox. Mm-hmm. And they, they brought the audience in by doing an episode of Batman the Animated Series where Joker inherits Joker's wild casino and Batman goes to stay. It was still in the old animation style before they switched over to the more, uh, I guess Edgy. it was season four. Yeah, the darker stuff. Uh, what a great episode. What a great that. series. I remember that one. I'll say right now, Batman the Animated Series got me into comics when I was younger. Was yeah, great, I mean, it was a great series. Yeah, First but... episode I saw... Might have been, and it was a crappy episode too. It was like Return of the Red Claw or something stupid. Oh, the, the, that was That's, like a two parter. But it will. But I saw Batman in the Batwing, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, the toys yeah. definitely helped. Maybe I'm jumping ahead, but how great is the animated series intro? The little mini oh, movie, yeah. mm-hmm. a crime is happening. Mm-hmm. Batman mm-hmm. hears the call, zooms out of the cave. The blimp. Oh God! Mm. They think they're getting away, and he just lands in front of them as the music blares. Such the, a great uh, intro. What was the one? I always hated when it came on because I knew it was a two-parter. Um, it wasn't. It, it was like the, where the computers became sentient. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, um, and the heart of steel. Heart of steel. Is that the claws that hold the bat wing glider thing come down and grab them mm-hmm. to be continued? Yeah. Oh, that scene where they show up and they take Commissioner Gordon and replace him with a robot. Oh, God. And Barbara's like, Dad, what's wrong? I am fine. (laughs) (laughs) You are fine, too. I love that show. You know what? We're going to go watch the DVDs. We just got to give honorable mention to the DC animated universe because it's all good. Justice League, Superman, Batman, Batman Beyond, Static, I loved. Bruce Tim does no Static. I've never watched Static, and I've seen maybe a half episode of Unlimited. So you should you should borrow those from me because I wasn't a Justice League fan until I started watching the JLU. Yeah, I think when that was on, I was kind of out of comics. Took a break, took a breather. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Life happened. I think I Life. could go on about any of those shows for an episode. So I'm going to go with Marvel, a good show that had no business being as good as it was. X Men Evolution. Now I grant you the premise sounds stupid. Never watched a single X Men High School. I like that. that was it was good. It was very good. It's only uh, is that Netflix. the one where Cyclops yep. wore a trench coat? No, that's no. X Men. That's Wolverine the X Men. I remember liking that show. Is that the same thing? No, <laughs> that, unfortunately, I don't think that's on Netflix either. Mm-hmm. X Men Evolution was good. It had season long story arcs. That was it had um, mature themes. Wolverine had a different costume, but I think towards the end they merged his costume with the Ultimate costume, so right. they were the same. Because yeah. the ultimate costume got a, re- a redo. Exactly. It was the Wolverine ultimate costume from later on in the mm-hmm. run. Before he got killed. I mean, it did it all. It Spoiler. had them It, it had like them being trying to fit in. It had them be outed to the world, and then they had to fe- face fear and prosecution. Had them go against Apocalypse, Magneto, and the Brotherhood. It was just a very well done show. All while still in high school. Uh-uh. <laughs> Real life. Did anyone track down the Wildcat show that we were singing the theme song? Uh, a couple I, weeks wrote ago? That yeah. I wrote that down, but There's, I remember there was a scene where Grifter and um, Zealot kiss in like the finale. Now being able to like they don't kiss in cartoons. 
<laughs> Did you immediately curse that show forever and never watch it again? No, no. Yeah, I didn't uh, develop my grudges so much later. Oh God, <laughs> your grudges are ironclad, my friend. I'm uh, I'm in the middle of uh, critiquing a fake grudge I have on the internet as we speak. <laughs> Not only do you have grudges, but you critique them. Yeah, yeah. and they they cause great hilarity in my life. Right, of course. Dale, about the uh, uh, oh the Spawn the animated series ooh, oh, that was wow. some edgy stuff good catch on HBO come on yeah I remember pirate I I recorded like the pirated HBO that we had and watched it and it was like I did not expect what happened <laughs> in that it show it was like it was amazing you mean the nudity nudity cursing, the cursing I, the blood. I was like seeing something that like no one was else was watching in my eyes like oh my god what is this. <laughs> I think I immediately, I think I work at Camelot Music at the time, and uh, as soon as those VHSs came out, man, I snagged those VHSs up with my paycheck. And I, it was Amazing. Like, I, like, I couldn't get it. It was like, what is this? This isn't a cartoon. This is, like, freaking me out inside, in my brain. Yeah, it was B.A. Like, it was just, it was like, a, you're too young to be watching it, but it was a cartoon, so it was, like, even edgier that you're yeah. even watching it. Mind like watching heavy metal or some, <laughs> heavy something metal. crazy like that. I'm trying to think, there, the Max had a TV show, but I never watched that. Yeah, that was Heavy weird on Metal MTV. What else? Heavy, Heavy else? Metal. Heavy Metal started as one, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Magazine. I mean, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the original X Men animated no, series. Yeah, uh, that. But I mean, that's, that's a given. So the same as Spider Man. Yeah. The thing about the Marvel cartoons, that X Men and Spider Man, Marvel cartoons start off strong, in my opinion. But they taper off oh kind of bad. Spider-Man yeah. tapered off pretty fast. You know, it was trash. The Iron Man animated series. Mm-hmm. How about God the theme awful. song, though? You want to sing it? Yeah, sing it for us. <laughs> I am Iron Man. That's about as much as I could do. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> painful. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like you were skinning an animal Are you sure you just didn't alive? make that up? YouTube it. Certainly I'm not. I'm not going to YouTube What about, it. Um, this was actually wasn't that long ago, but it was the Hulk versus DVD. I like that. The Wolverine one was oh, yeah. great. Yeah. That was I the like Thor that. one. Yeah, who cares? I didn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Thor I'll is tell you what was good. Um, Dumb question. Good, but I mean, obviously geared, geared towards a different demographic, but those Ultimate Avengers DVD uh, oh, yeah. movies, oh, they yeah. were pretty good. They were I like, like PG-13. They were edgy. Yeah, the, the 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 fight scenes in that were really good, I remember. I think I even liked Young Avengers. Young Next Avengers? Yeah. It was one with our old kids. I think it was next. Next Avengers. Avengers. I don't know, but yeah, that uh, they. What I liked about the first animated film, the Ultimate Avengers, is they make Hulk the enemy, like in the Ultimates Volume One, and they all have that huge fight scene at the end where they all beat up on Hulk. It's pretty cool. Just check the, it out. Uh, the uh, Hellboy cartoon. Did you ever see that? No. I think it was War and Roses or Blood and Roses. What? That was really good too. Ron Perlman that's was on, the. Uh, um, that's on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I recommend you see that. It was very good. The other thing I loved, going back to you guys talking about Superman, I loved that intro. The orchestrated music, and there's this shot of Superman flying across the night sky. It's all black and white with him just fading into the background. Like, that was incredible. Is At that, that point, I knew I was going to love this show. Is it what you're talking about, the Superman intro? The Superman intro. To the animated show? Right. Yeah, I remember reading that that was like, wasn't finished in time. It where, like, originally... the good parts... Were we, did we talk about this already? Like, the, I... the best parts were, like, what the full intro was going to be, but they had interspersed clips from the show. That's exactly it. Yeah. And it looked beautiful. It was very well edited and rendered and everything. The the Batman one, the, like, transformation that it had to, like, the different shows... The world's finest? 
No, World's Finest was awesome. The Batman Superman that. show or yeah. something but like that. But then it changed to like the Batman Adventures and it was like him the and Batman the, the Batman Adventures. family. And then it got a different name. They they named it so many different times. It was New weird. Adventures of Batman and Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are um, you talking about the joint intro where it was all shadows and silhouettes and there was a great moment of this copper robber shooting at Superman, backing up scared, and Superman is just kind of walking into the bullets like nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Batman one was weird. It's just that it changed. Like I don't think back then I didn't know if it like the first season was canceled. All I, I all I knew was that like the show was happening and then it had different design one year, and I was like freaked out. Yeah, let's see what else. Remember the uh, Batman Beyond movie, Return of the Joker. Classic. That was a yes. home run. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a step up in the animation quality too in that uh, that movie. The um, yeah, I gotta I gotta start watching the Batman Beyond. Especially that one, stuff. the one that you're always talking about, the the Superman Justice. Oh, League. the call! Oh, the get call. off it right now! I have the figure <laughs> at home of Justice of Batman or Superman Beyond. Do you genuflect to that figure every no, day? No, but I usually say hi as I'm walking out the door. Did I get that one for you at Ramadacon? No, you with your money for me at Ramadacon. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you just bought nah. something for yourself. You just took my money and then took a figure. Um, it took my soul. Any other uh, memories of comic related properties? Uh, I, I want to send a big shout out thanks to uh, Casual Mail XL, clothes for the bigger man. They sell <laughs> comic clothes, and I proudly spend too much money for one shirt and wear it. Boxers too. <laughs> Sleep shorts. New, new show sponsor. Sleep short Fong. sticks. Joint Casual Mail XL. Joint show sponsor with the comic shop that can't play our show. Thanks for supporting the bigger man for overpriced. I will mention one more thing. The um. DC's Batman black and white statues. I own a couple of those. Oh, yeah. They are they look nice on the shelf. Yeah, they are one of those things where you thought you could get ahead when you had the first two. Yeah, and then they just started releasing them, and there's no like way ten you, at a clip. I think I have uh, I have the Jim Lee one for sure. I have uh, I can't remember who else I have. Uh, also, Quitely, maybe Marvel Select figures. Marvel mm. Select. Uh, oh yeah, uh, the figure I always wanted and could never find, and I waited too long. Was from Wolverine Origins, where he's him and the pack of wolves are running. And he's oh, got yeah. the original Bone Claws coming out. Aren't those like the the earlier versions were like figures, but they were more like a set? Yeah, yeah, like they were like a statue, but like one piece. Yeah, the, that thing moved. It was really weird. Dioramas. They had yeah. the uh, the Captain America in the World War Two outfit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> then so you good. look at you look at them. Everybody, they're always at Comic Cons. They're so expensive now. It's yeah, like yeah. I oh, think man. even the least popular one is like a hundred dollers. Yeah, they, and they, that's they, just they probably like one of five or some ass. That's how they get you. Yeah, scam. It's and all that, a scam. Big props to my. Uh, I I I nutted up one <laughs> one Wizard War Philly and bought the uh, the Gambit bust. That's pretty. That's Gambit pretty bust. <laughs> yeah, wow. I got a Gambit bust. It's pretty. The uh, the only one, the only one that I've kept and hasn't been destroyed is my uh, Days of Future Past Logan. Oh yeah, I statue. I, I remember it well. It's. Uh, Stayed with me through some tough times. Mm. Me and Logan on my desk. <laughs> Relating to each other. <laughs> Having a beer together. Yeah. Pour out a little bit for right. Logan to drink. I take him for a ride in the scoot sometimes, put him, <laughs> the pa- put him in the passenger side. I'm sure this goes without being said, but I got to ask, is Wolverine the namesake of your child? No. It's just Nor a- is my dog named after James Tiberius Kirk. It's just 
just so happens that his name is Tiberius and my son's name is James. Complete coincidence. I see. No. Special thanks to the Jesuits. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The Jesuit community for uh, being responsible for James's name. Uh, Do we want to move on to favorite book club in history? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Who wants to start that off? I got two. But I picked them for the same reason. Because they almost destroyed friendships? No, 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 <laughs> right. not at all. Is that your favorite Jersey? I'll go, I'll go first. How about that? Yeah, that's fine. I okay. picked both Fear Agent and Morning Glories. Ooh. Only because because of this show, my horizons have been broadened so much. And it's uh, really allowed me to become part of the comics community versus just being an outsider, you know, chained to my two big two books that I used to follow. Uh, you know, this show has really opened my eyes to the quality of content that that's out there. It's made me become a lover of creator-owned books, uh, you know, a booster of creator-owned books. Not a booster gold, just a regular booster of creator-owned books. And uh, Morning Glories and Fear Agent, to me, represent the best of that world I've been exposed to. Oh, Fear Agent. Good choices. Great choices. So uh, Great those, are my, those are my two favorite uh, of course, I was there for both episodes, so I had to pick those. <laughs> right. And I still refuse to read Scalped because it will just tear this room Scalped, apart. Scalped, go read it, everyone. Everyone loved it. And I went Slim's Not everyone it. loved Everyone's it. Everyone's smart. And I went Slim's picking for his favorite book. See, I just mentioned it, and the room explodes. <laughs> I know. I'll go with my pick. I My secondary was Fear, uh, Fear Agent. Um, God, what a book. Yeah, what a great book. book. I want that to... I think there's an omnibus coming or is it out for that. Ooh. Someone buy me that. Man, what? If there's hard, an omnibus... Hardcover? Is that what you're get talking on, about? Get on your boss there. Your for release right a now. digital omnibus. Hey, we, I, we would love to have um, Fear Agent in our apps. That's but, right. You know? Yeah. Stuff happens. Um, my main pick, The Saga of the Swamp Thing. Uh, Ooh. Wow. Really? That was yeah. a good episode. Uh, mainly just for, uh, you know, when you grow up with the Swamp Thing, and like we said on that show, it was, you know, it's like that book you didn't get. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for the it's for the big guys, it's for the vegans. You know, let them right. read it. You got your Adrian Barbos right and her teas on the TVs. Mm-hmm. You know, let the let the big boys read the books. You know, um, so that you know that opened my eyes. I finally got it. You know, it's a different level of writing took place from Alan Moore. You know, I didn't see anyone get raped. Thank you. I was, uh, Maybe that was later in his career. I was out for that episode, but that, I mean, that that's a great, great book. I mm-hmm. mean, that is just, that is mature, but not crazy. Like, that's much, just high level. There's just a certain level of writing to that. It's just so, like, high, I don't know, high brow or just smart writing. Yeah, it's just brilliant writing. There was, absolutely like. Absolutely brilliant. That might have been the only episode that I screenshotted. Um, issues to re- to recite some of the writing for yeah. that book. So good. Go read it at all costs. Buy it, steal it from the library, and then return it when you're done. So like you got a card. It's like stealing, but you get a card and you register it out. <laughs> um, Mark? My favorite book club book would have to be The Sword, recommended to us by David Sale. Just Dave. It was... A fantastic book, and it's, I think, the best case scenario for book club. It's a book I never would have read. It's a book I didn't pay attention to, never heard. Uh, read read it for the show, and loved it. Went back the next week and finished it. 
phenomenal story. Uh, Dan, I know you didn't care for it too much, oh, but um, each their own. I mean, hated it. One of the one of the things that you had mentioned. How can I phrase it? I think if you stick with it, and this is for anybody else who had the complaint of maybe the sword, too many things just kind of happen, too many ghosts in the machine, do ex machina moments. It all what? ties up nicely. There okay. isn't a dangling plot thread in the last panel scene when they go back uh, to yeah, her house. Uh, bah, bah, bah. It is a panel that will stick with me for the rest of my days. I am only up to issue 11 ish. I think so. Everyone, everyone just How cool did I out. read the rest of the sword before you did. <laughs> I try my best, you know. You know, that he's man. a father. Such a father. I, I'm not sure if you realize <laughs> that's this. my favorite memory of the show. Every time <laughs> he says he's a father, I don't know if you heard, <laughs> Jones. Do you know that panel I'm talking about? I do. Never forget it. Yeah, that's right, when you find out the reverse reveal of the sword's power, and it's right. pretty. All right, all right, yeah. all, all right. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> too much. Meta gaming, fucking jerk off. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and list mine. Explicit tag, thanks, Slim. Our family show. Mad props to Paper Keg for exposing each and every one of us to these books that we would have never ever thought to read. Uh, a few honorable mentions: uh, Cowboy Ninja Viking. Oh yeah, great book. Morning Glories. Yeah, you know things we would never have expanded our scope. I'm still convinced that they're all dead and they're in purgatory. <laughs> Sorry, God. Um, but my big winner is going to have to be Chew. Oh, Chew, uh, I would have mm-hmm. never thought about reading until Paper Keg uh, chose it for their book club. But I just, I mean, I can go back and read every issue and just compliment the heck out of the storytelling on mm-hmm. that. I, sp- I, I mean, the first page when they remind you what uh, Tony Chew is or Frank, whatever name, Frank Chew. I don't remember his name. That's Tony. And uh, but there's like a different kind of scenario. They use the same wording mm-hmm. to tell you what he is, but there's a different scenario. He can eat an apple. He can eat a peach. He could eat this. He could eat that. But I think it's just so brilliant how they do it. It doesn't get old. And then the little one-off stories with the overarc to it. I mean, Chew is a, is a much loved property now for, in my heart. And uh, big fan. Can we big do a special? Shout out to our fantastic cover artist. Oh, I think we should. None other than be remiss not to. Uh, Brad Heitmeyer. Yeah. You know, he, I I think it goes without saying his covers are phenomenal for the show. And I think this one will have a stupendous uh, movie poster-esque edition. I haven't seen it yet. Off the personally. top of your heads, I know it wasn't on the set list, but your favorite Brad Heitmeyer oh, cover. Oh, I got it. Yeah, mine. Hands down. I already know it. Go ahead, Mark. It's the recent post that he did of the four of us on the mic. It hasn't been a cover, but we wound right. up posting it. It's four of us sitting at a mic talking with yeah, Jonesy yeah. Rent lining it. You got me right. there kind of chilling. <laughs> that's, so, that's a great one. Ready, yeah. ready right for here. mine? So good. The Rocky cover where he's got oh, you. your oh, face. God. Your face is perfect, and you're saying, easy, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. was good. That That is that by far good. my favorite. He, I don't know how. Did he ever see your face before when he drew I, that? I, yeah, I sent him some pictures over, I It think. felt like he snuck into your bedroom at night and did like one of those rubbings <laughs> of your face. <laughs> Rub- rubbings. <laughs> he did one of those rubbings. I actually think Amazing. I might laminate that and hang it on the wall. That Brad's was a great one. talent. 
makes me scared for the future of mankind. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's You're really. A, you are lucky to have him as an artist on your book. Yeah. Coming soon. We're all lucky to be in knowing Brad. My, I think my favorite one was. Uh, I think my favorite. The, the Fear Agent one, obviously, is amazing. Yeah. I think the American Vampire one is my favorite. Oh, just from one. the use of you know the white and the red, uh, yeah, just a great I, cover. I think the Fear Agent one might have been a self uh, portrait. That looks <laughs> yeah, a lot. Now that you mentioned it, it <laughs> yeah. does look like him. I wonder if he was like right next We're to a mirror. I wonder if he was next to a mirror and just turning and looking at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he just drew what he saw. Uh, yeah, Brad, you are a valuable member of the Paper Cake family. Absolutely, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. Kind and of and you know what? Nicest guy on the team, even to you, and no one likes you. Well, I got letters to say otherwise, but yes, especially me. You can't write them all, Mark. Dale, uh, <laughs> favorite cover so far? Um, I think I would actually go with American Vampire too. The simplicity, the mm. simple horror of it. Oh, I mean, it, it is frightening how good it is and how frightening it is. I mean, it's just morbid, beautiful, beautiful stuff. We gotta do I like something. Conan, too, that Conan oh, just posted. We gotta do something to get those covers out and about. Yeah. Just like in their own... I'm actually so, uh, doing a little research to see how we can get these printed up, you yeah. know. And, and I'll sold. buy a few of those. I'll be Absolutely. honest. I'll They're so the worthy to be to post. Yeah, his you know. range as an artist, he can draw a spaceship to a boxing match mm-hmm. to a vampire, and it all looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just nothing he can't do. Special props to the uh, Mandy du- Mandy Boo uh, Morning Glories cover too. That was uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Special guest special artist, special fill in artist. Yeah, that was great. The, uh, I think she uncrumpled that from the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and Ab Raza, too, for his uh, Green oh, Lantern. Green, oh, man. Uh, and his special uh, Daredevil variant back in the day. That's right. Know, I think it, first it, thanks, thanks, Raza, for taking time out of your busy schedule. He's a busy man. To help us out. He's the Raza, man. He is a published artist. He's got the most dangerous Tumblr. Never stop drawing uh, titular... Pictures. That, his Tumblr is is dangerous. Can't even open it. Can't even open her home anymore, <laughs> for fear my wife is around or at work. Oh God! You know what we should do. We should just we should send masked links to Jonesy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. links so that he, he never knows what they are. Check out this picture of my son right here. Show Kate. <laughs> I can't believe J- James did this this morning and <laughs> yeah. just sent it to Gen Z. It's just some suicide girl's ass cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Dressed as Darth Vader. I thought you said you were into comics. Yeah. I, I, I. Do we want to, do we get everyone's uh, favorite book club? I think we did. Yeah. We, we Honorable are... mention to Essex County. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That book is amazing. Great, great book. I don't yeah. think we picked any bad books, to be honest. What was the Brubaker? Except for Art? Hulk Gray. That was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was almost as bad as Scalped. Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> the Authority, I did not. Oh, like I think authority. we all agreed that book was, and that was my pick, and I apologize for that. Yeah, I think Just Dave was on that show. Yeah, um, I don't think I was on that. Good. Hey, what was the one with? Um, it was a Brubaker book, limited twenty four issues. Sleeper. Sleeper was great. Yeah, Sleeper was, was good. good. Yeah, that was, uh, was what, what issue one or two? Issue two, yeah. I think, or three. No, um, yeah, three, I think, because. Uh, I wasn't on that one. The only um, shows I'm not on. We're running out of time. But, no, but we're running out of time. We are running out of time. It's almost. 20, episode 24 was so long. Yeah, and we got to make up for it somehow. It's, it's, this is a show, uh, you know, you can listen to on a good commute. You know, you don't want to hear nerds gushing about stuff they Atomic like. Atomic Robo. 
I'm surprised that, Thomas Robo, surprised that wasn't your pick. Oh, what are you man. thinking right that now? That was that was one of three. Chew, Morning Glories, and Atomic Robo. Were you the really top dropped three. the the Atomic Robo ball on that one. No, I didn't. I mean, it's you good. did. It's you're embarrassed. But I yourself. picked up the Chew ball. So hey, if you guys want to listen to so, Slim be totally wrong, go back and listen. Do to you Atomic want Robo, to do so. a special lightning round? Ooh. And then we'll go right into yeah. the book club, the Return of the Dapper Men. As we all reach to our list to see what we've been reading. <laughs> yeah. <really. laughs> Uh, let's see. What do uh, you know? I'll start it off. Um, it since I've been doing it four weeks in a row, evidently you choose to do that. Remember, uh, that was a First. that was a fan pick. They wrote in. They wanted me to do it. Okay. Let's start off lightning round. Echoes. Yeah. What is that? In two senses. <laughs> Echoes is a. Riveting horror story. Sold already. Uh, Is that Terry Moore? Drawn. Answer me. Without (laughs) color, but screams from the pages. Not Terry Moore, no. What's that? Oh, okay. Now I need to read this. It's in the image app. Ooh, thank you. Also in the Comics 3.0. Check it out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, let's keep it moving, Dale. Uh, Swamp Thing, number one. Doing the old reboot. Mm-hmm. Scott Snyder, Yannick Perret. The art is the art. <laughs> I have to say, the art is awesome. The story, awesomer. Another animal, animal man esque <laughs> horror <laughs> book. Period. Shut up. You Shut own the lightning round. <laughs> It was such a I good. I could just imagine somebody in a car having to rewind that. I know. They understand what it's just such happened. a good book. I can't do. I don't know. You can't do justice in two sentences. Just is that read what you're it. To say? I should have said swamp. Thing. That's what your 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 lightning yeah. round should just be. Just read it. <laughs> Sorry, DC's Green Arrow number one. Hey, why don't they just call this Smallville season eleven? <laughs> And two, at least it's better than the original Green Arrow. Mm. <laughs> wow. Mm. I'm sold to not mm. not sold. Moon Knight number five by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev. Love those guys. Classic Bendis and Maleev making me care about a character I don't care about. Intriguing characters and story. Period. I wish they did a Catman book. <laughs> Think they'll ever do Catman? No, never. No one wants to read that. Return of the Dapper Men is our book club graphic novel by Jim McCann and Janet Lee. You in a book club? We are. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was uh, who suggested this one? Was that you, Dale? Yeah, I think that was me. This was a Dale suggestion. You know, this is lighting the internet up when it came out. You know, in the preview form, you know. Um, exactly, and that's why I had to I had to choose it. Absolutely. It was our duty. Didn't have yeah. a choice, really. Um, intro by Tim Gunn. 
Huh? About Slim Gun callback. Love me some Tim Gunn when I used to watch the uh, fashion runway show. You never watched. <laughs> you never watched. Fashion I runway. loved it. Um, so this is this is almost. It's hard to. Um, it's it's hard. It's to. hard to explain this one. This one is like you can kind of read it as it, it's like a bedtime story. Exactly. Um, it's perfect. The way it's drawn and the way it's written. Uh, it's unlike any comic that's out there. It's 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 all. You can kind of get the fact that it was written, and you know, Janet Lee came in and added art to to fit the words, almost. Um, and there was actually a great um, follow up at the end on how Janet Lee did the art. Did anyone else see that? Yeah, the decoupage. Yeah, there was like a she would draw a panel and cut out the background and and do a painting, and then put the painting under the page. Mm-hmm. To kind of give oh, like wow. a layered look to the art, and she absolutely did have a layered look to the art. I was pretty blown away by the art. Um, just it, it, the art is like emboldened on the page. It's very hard to explain. Um, so this this story follows you know this two characters, a young boy and a and a young robot. I don't even know if you can call a robot young, but I just did. And uh, time has stopped. Heard here first in this world. Uh, to the point, you know, they say they don't know who built who. Robot built, you know, humans or vice versa. Right. And uh, the robots uh, have, you know, they live on above ground now uh, by themselves, and the and the young children have moved underground. Um. So these three hundred and fourteen fourteen dapper men return to the land, and you know they get time moving again because the people have lost their way. And um, it's about the coming of age story of the character, you know. To they, there's just uh, I get sidetracked, but there's so many parallels in this book. Um, because I know Jim McCann uh, is a prominent gay writer, and I could kind of see various relationship and life um, decisions kind of talked about. You know, between the lines in this book, but not really even between the lines. It's kind of overt. Like the the boy's friendship with the robot is frowned upon, um, right? Because it's different. The ten, you know, the place where he lives has lost their way. So the dapper men come to kind of you know say like, "What have you been doing with your life? You know, we left things for you to kind of um, to do what you would and, and continue growing and expanding your horizons, and you haven't done that." And we had to come back to, to 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 put you right again. And now it's up to you to to remind everyone what life is about. It was I don't know. I I saw some religious parallels in that too. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but you know, it was like the second coming of Christ to to come back and and put everyone you know and to 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 weed out the the bad people. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I saw. I saw. I I could not read into every relationship in this book as as kind of a double meaning. Was that just me or anybody else? No, no. And actually, what finally opened my eyes to it was a line at the end of the book, because I was I was reading it, you know, straight on as a you know fairy tale, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I did draw some parallels where I thought that this book kind of was like uh, this is going to be a harsh term, and I don't want to use it, but like the damning of our generation 
actually the generation after us mm-hmm. where you know the baby boomers worked hard to create this world and we see it every day that the younger generation doesn't have to work for things and that you know this is kind of i think the return of dapper men hits this issue hard where it's like hey you know we it's not you know never never uh land out there yeah, yeah. like you guys have to work just as hard as we did and i did see that parallel but what really opened my eyes to all the double meanings of the book is at the end when the dapper men get the world going again and it's a couple of lines i'm going to paraphrase here i think it's in the voice of the the young boy who's growing up and he's like you know you did the right thing you got the world going again you know new eyes are opening and you might see some things that you don't like and remind you of darker times you might see people in relationships that you don't care for but the point of life isn't to judge them but to take that in stride and keep moving on and that's when the light bulb went off for me that like and i you know i googled the writer and i found out that you know and i i think it's great that he um he decided to write for an audience that i don't think has a lot to relate to in our medium Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just don't. I think uh, gay uh, relationships aren't really touched on that well, aren't represented well, and I think in our uh, art form, yeah, yeah, and I think uh, in in our art form to have that view is needed, mm-hmm. and I think uh, this book does it in a very artistic and beautiful way. And I, slim to your point, this is a book I could see reading 10 pages a night to my son or daughter as a, as a bedtime story, but me taking something else out of it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's parts of the book where, you know, it's, it it is a great kind of fairy tale esque book, but you know, it kind of teaches kind of, um, you know, acceptance to the, what isn't the norm and responsibility. Yeah. An open mind and, yeah. And responsibility to, to do what's right for your community. And I think a lot, there's a lot of cornerstones in the book that are hit. Um, plus it just looks really nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I bought this in the, uh, comicsology app. Uh, Slim, you're welcome. I, thank you. Um, the, he made $2 off of both. If you're interested in this though, I think if, even if you buy it in the app and you'd like it enough, go get the hardcover. It's a big, beautiful hardcover. Yeah. That we had the hardcover at work and I paged through it. It's gargantuan. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean it's a really nice, you know, kind of a coffee table book. But even in your in your son or daughter's room, keeping their bookshelf or something, it's uh, it's really nice because I mean you could tell a lot went into this artwork, and it's it's worthy to to pay money for this hardbound book. You know what kills me? Ten years ago, I would have passed over this book because it wouldn't have drawn me in. You know, being a younger guy, I would have been like, oh, I want to see lasers out of people's eyes. <laughs> but yeah, now being older and yeah. you know. Be married and potentially raising a family. Like this is a book that hits home pretty hard, mm. and the, I'm glad that yeah. I read it. Some of the things you take from it. I mean, there's some there's like big people kind of messages being sent across, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's easy to. It's just written in such a way that you could relate it to a, a child if you wanted to. I mean, it's it's just beautifully written. It's a lot of high kind of level rhymey timey wimey kind of stuff but yeah. the point gets across i think in, in a lot and uh i'm i think i'm a better person for reading it i think you're a better person thank you i think you were a terrible um, person but now you're a good person because you read the dapperman yeah i just uh 
I'm happy I read it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever read it again. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's kind of like because it was kind of like it wasn't literal enough for me at times. Which, but I, I knew that. I think I knew that going in, right? That it was going to be, you know, a little more of the deep, yeah, deepness, which isn't my forte, but. Uh, it was a really beautiful book, and the some of the splash pages where there weren't panels with letter, you know, voice dialogue and stuff, but some of the big splash pages where the words were kind of like swirling all yeah. over the page and stuff, they were just really beautiful. They were like uh, stained glass-esque designs. Yeah, and, and there would be one every 10, 12 pages maybe mm-hmm. or something like that. And uh, it's a couple of the pages you could see this decoupage style because you can actually see pages of books that she painted on yeah that i wrote that down i forgot i was trying to see if they mentioned that in the back but um it, yeah they it didn't just looks like she painted over pages or used that as a background it was pretty cool pretty cool yeah you like could see like the the wording yeah you could read it somewhere pretty well too it was like she whitewashed over it and then kind of mm-hmm. but she missed i mean it was, it was really beautiful mark farrington you're not a Dapper Men historian, but I want to hear your thoughts. I think in the room, I probably liked it the least, truth be told. The art is stunning. The art is gorgeous. And a little bit on this one. And all jokes aside, I could expect to see panels of these hanging in a museum. The art is incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. Having said that, the writing was very well done. One of my favorite things I took a shot of was when they're describing the boy in the little robot. The panel of narration says they were completely unaware of their importance, as all those who truly affect others should be. To me, that panel stood out. Yeah. It was incredible. You just told me a lot about what I need to know about these characters. Having said that, it's a weird complaint, but the writing and the art didn't match up to me. I love this art. I can't talk enough about it. You guys did a great job. But the writing just seems so... How can I explain it? They're trying so hard to make it sound important and to lift it up and heavy that it didn't feel in sync with the art to me. Mm. And there were times when the little boy who is interacting with the dapper men, he is the one who's slowly figuring out the process of everything in this world, why the dapper men are back, and that they actually need time to move forward. But they kept dancing around it from a story standpoint. Yeah. They never outright explained everything. I found myself reading and rereading just to get a point. That's life, Mark. It is life. I mean. It is life. Life is just. Do you think that, I mean, just the art was so good that the writing beats couldn't keep up with it? I think. I I could see that side of it. I think that the art was so good. The writing tried to knock it out of the park with it and kind of fell short. Now, if they had played small ball and just gave me a little bit less, quit swinging for the fences, just write simply. I think I know. I think I kind of understand what you're trying to say, and I felt that too. Like he needed some fruit loopy way to explain something the dapper man would say. Exactly. So he's like, "Well, that's the way it is because that's the way it always will be, and that's the way." It, like, <laughs> yeah. so it's like he doesn't know when to yeah. stop himself from over explaining by explaining nothing. That's exactly it. I got that okay. feeling. I did, too. And the one thing that really annoyed me, uh, but didn't <laughs> so much, is that I pictured Johnny Depp as the Dapper Man, and then I got annoyed because, <laughs> like, oh, this is the, just the role Johnny Depp would play, right. isn't it? 
like Willy Wonka esque. And the robot would be yeah. Helena Bottom Carter or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. called. And then like I don't know, I just got annoyed at Johnny Depp while I was reading, even though he had nothing to do with it. But that's my own dumb fault Thanks, for casting him as uh, the Dapper Man. Thanks, Tim Burton. Tim Burton just ruined everything. <laughs> Having made all of these complaints, I'd really love to read this to a child if I had a little kid. Because I would love to be able to watch the gears turn. I'd love to see their reaction and even see myself reinterpreting the story and trying to explain it to a child. I think that might add a little bit more dimension to me liking this. I imagined Mark finding a random child and reading, <laughs> and reading this book and then getting arrested. In a I, am, I am never babysitting James again, am I? Wearing mandals. Oh, mommy, socks. he's wearing mandals. They you can like, trust him. They do like the profile shot in front of the uh, the blackboard, and they do like a shot of his mandals from the side and the front, <laughs> with a ruler up against the uh, that size of foot. Oh, uh, we're all friends here. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-five great episodes. I always say, if you think this is bad, read our internal emails. We're ten times worse to each other. <laughs> Uh, but so, uh, Return of the Dapper Men. I mean, I love, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, and I'm glad uh, glad I read it. I think we're going to get a lot of hoots and hollers for uh, covering this on hoots the uh, show. And hollers. I know the ladies love it, so in turn they'll love us. Absolutely. You know who loves this book is uh, super fan Beth Corto. Really? Oh. She's a big fan. Uh, and there's 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 rumors that we might be doing the fabled Buffy keg episode. Starring none other than Superfan Beth Corta. Wow. I'll leave you with that. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. you. It just doesn't feel right without you. Well, I'm, I'm just never gonna sing it again. That's... You guys can do it all we you want. Get you, know, you won't get called a carpet for it, but I will. Letters, internet beefs <laughs> by Jonesy. Internet, I'm cultivating right Internet now. beefs at paperkeg.com. <laughs> uh, if you want to email a show, uh, if you'd like to complain about an opinion that Mark Farrington had and call him a doofus, you can do so letters at paperkeg.com. Conversely, if you want to remind Slim that his is not the only opinion that matters, Letters at papercake.com. I'll delete those. <laughs> First one's coming up from Catcher. Two-parter. Question. I'm writing this in advance, so I hope this comic doesn't suck, but what part of Justice League number one makes you most excited for the rest of the new 52? Also, he suggested something for the 25th episode. I wish we kind of did. Whoops. Pwned. DC vs. Marvel. The 96 crossover. Not only do the big two go head-to-head and in some of the most ridiculous fights ever, Superman and Hawk, Lobo, Wolverine, Jubilee, and Robin, but it's a good way to discuss a whole bunch of topics. Events, big two, crappy crossovers, and all of the one-shots like Bruce Wayne, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., Lobo the Duck, and the Iron Lantern. So Wow. It's a shame yeah. uh, we didn't read this one last week. Actually, you know what? Sorry. Catcher. That's my fault. Sorry about that, Catcher. Mark Farrington will be I'll, whipped. I'll answer it. I'll try. Black joke. The uh, J. I'm just trying to t- stop. Uh, when the JLA fight the Avengers, and uh, Batman and Captain America have that cool fight where they both mentally figure out that neither of them can beat one another, and then decide to work together to save the world. That was a cool moment. <laughs> that sounds so lame. I know. Like <laughs> well, out. of course, the way I tell it is lame. That's a cop out, nonetheless. Let's stop fighting and save the world. Yeah. <laughs> 
Whatever. Thanks, catcher. Next letter. <laughs> Maybe <it's... laughs> Our second part to that. Oh, letter. what about the uh, Justice League? What are you? Uh, yeah. What are well, your hopes? Oh, fears? my hopes. That's for all Justice you. League. Uh, I, I liked um, that Green Lantern thought he was the cock of the walk, and they got taken down a notch. And uh, I'm interested to see. It seems like they're making Batman a lot more human in the new Fifty Two. I'm interested to see how that goes too. So you know, it's got a. It, there's a little pepper on the eggs. And I'll go for a second <laughs> That's issue. New. I want that on your business card. <laughs> a little pepper on the eggs. I'm just hoping that uh, Superman's weirdly shaped belt doesn't give out mid-fight because there's no science explanation that says that these two little strands on either side of his belt was going to put hold that belt buckler together. How about and his... I hope to get rid of his pointed sleeves. Yeah, That's and he awful. keeps stabbing, I love him. I love stabs him. himself in the back of the hand with those things. How about his appearance in uh, Shirley Manson? Dogs of War or Men at War, whatever that book was called. Dogs oh, yeah, yeah. That's, a... I did that for the uh, lightning round, but yeah. yeah, that was really weird. Interesting. Get that out of my war comics. I don't know if you realize this, but that book is set in DC Universe. I know. So I realize it now. They have superheroes in it. War. Get out of my war comics. Mark, <laughs> continue. Next one up is from Exeronius. How much would you guys give for Marvel and DC to take a break from their yearly all-encompassing, universe-changing, quote-unquote, status quo-destroying company crossovers? Is it more or less the monthly cost to keep up with these monstrosities? Anybody? How much would I pay them to not spend money? Looks Any like... Question? Do you think, or how much would you give for Marvel and DC to take a break from them, the crossovers? I, I, Sounds I, like a money laundering scheme. I don't know if I can scheme. quantify that, but I think that both the big two would, if they took a yearly break from trying to get that extra income from uh, event books and then came back the year after with an event book, I think uh, that forthcoming event would sell a lot better. I think Marvel tried to do that and it backfired. Yeah, I think I I think yeah. we discussed that at one point yeah. because people do go to collect event books and they need to put food on the table. Yeah, like people will complain about it, but they do sell and make the money. Right, exactly. So I I I would go ahead and say that, and it's hit or miss with any event book. But as long as you don't make me feel pressure to have to buy it in the titles that I'm reading, have all the event books you want and people can buy it. But as soon as you like, even if it's a tie-in, but it doesn't really have anything to do with it, which a lot of tie-ins are like that, fine. But if you make me kind of feel pressure to have to, okay, now I have to read Fear Itself now, which I've never said that, by the way. Keep your superheroes <laughs> out of your uh, war books. So we Keep at? your stinking superheroes out of my war books. I only want zombies in my war books. Yeah, you know exactly. What? I kind of got to agree with Dale. I mean, if I can read a crossover and... The entirety of the story is told in that crossover. I'm fine with it. Like fear itself, there are times when it says to be continued in this or that. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. You're just going to alienate me. Right. But, hey, a self-contained story, I'm with it. I think uh, uh, X Erroneous had something at the bottom of that email. Pretty timely, I think. Well, hold on one second oh, geez, here. This guy. No, no, no. I went on to the next one. That was my fault. I'm shuffling back to. He's doing it with his toes, people. <laughs> yeah, this guy's ambidextrous. Right towards the bottom. Good catch. P.S. How long can DC continue to pretend that Superman is not the most boring character ever created in <laughs> comics? The, that's, a, that's actually not what I was going to ask, but I think Zeronius pointed out how to pronounce his name specifically for oh, Mark. My fault. <laughs> 
Uh, he's purposely didn't read that. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he must have, he must have purposely glossed over that part of the email. <laughs> Pronounced not important. A really lame play on the eggs erroneous joke, running joke in Ernest Goes to Camp. Is there anything else I left out? That's good. Okay. I think yeah, as long as sure. old fogies love Superman, we'll have hey, dumb Superman. I'm reading uh, Action Comics, and I like it. All there right, go. Right. We'll see how Superman turns out with Mr. Perez. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Last one's coming in from a big-time fan, Don Garvey. Oh, big, big friend of the show. When I found out about Paper Cake from Dan Lay, I'd never listened to a podcast before, but I was instantly hooked and haven't missed an episode. The four of you are really a dream team of broadcasters. Each of you has distinct voices and perspectives that make every show a treat. On top of that, you're all genuinely funny people. I probably sit and smile like a goon while listening to each podcast. Over time, I've had the pleasure of meeting you, and I can only say that you guys are the real deal. It's entertaining, friendly, and insightful as you are on the show. I was just getting back into comics around the time I started listening to Paper Keg, and I have to say you helped me turn back into a hardcore fan. I can only imagine how much work it is to keep up this regular schedule. Mm -hmm. I know you all have full-time jobs, families, and sometimes travel great distances in order to make the show happen. As one of your diehard listeners, I want you to know that every moment is worth it. That's Uh, all for Dale. Thanks, man. Thank you, Mr. Garvey, for your kind words. That was a great... uh, Great 25th uh, episode letter. You know who probably hated that email? Just Dave. Oh, yeah. I hate everything about it. He hates the uh, Circle Jerk. Circle J. Do you know what? This He'll is probably all about... tweet me about it, but not you guys. <laughs> it's just 25 episodes of positivity of the future, right. the past, the present. Absolutely. Don Garvey, big compliments there. Thank you. Thank you know, uh, we worked hard to get to this point. Even when we're negative and divided on shows, we still come back together. It, form a better podcast than we could ever for, do separately. for the comedy. <laughs> Nice to see that we have like an energy and a drive about something and that people get that mm. and then want to be a part of that too. It yeah. means a lot. Yeah, it yeah. does. I mean, because frankly, we we kind of do the show for ourselves. It's like a it's yeah. like a we we can't listen to anything else without puking all over. So, uh <laughs> we did it for ourselves and if we if we gain listeners from it, I mean, that's a 100 times better because whatever we're doing is obviously the right thing. Absolutely. You know, people want to hear what our style our there's whip. a there's a, you know the majority of why I do anything um comes back to thinking that I could do it better than other people That's it. and i uh there's a lot of trashy podcasts out there, yeah. yeah, and we do it better. just try to keep it honest around here. be arrogant in thinking that you can do it better and on that note, I think that has been my actual favorite moment of the podcast, <laughs> episode one and two when I realized we had fans, people who listen, or how about it Wizard world? When we actually got to meet some of the listeners. I think when somebody else sang the letter sounder, it was like, look, you know, to mirror to mirror, or whatever yeah. you say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Uh, so with that, we're canceling the podcast. Yeah. It's yeah, been a good run. No, just kidding. <laughs> no Buffy See, we should have let that episode. land. We should have let that land. Well, yeah, we should have. To uh, 2,500 more great episodes. Uh, we will see everyone next week. We'll when you know the, what book the book, club book will is. be announced at a later time. Good 25, guys. Good 25. Good 25. Good times. Hey, Mark, for all time's sake, last word. Huh. Got it. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>